Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. My best bet in this one, that's a little little wonky, a little fiery, but Bailey Zappi to throw for 225-plus passing yards. It's plus 750. And the Steelers have a decent defense, but it's not all world. And Zappi, in one of his few starts in his career, last year he threw for 309 yards against the Browns. So I think that he can get there. Shotgun formation for Zappi. Fake the handoff. Looking to his left. He will throw. Looking. End zone. Great grab. Hunter Henry extends for the touchdown. Bailey Zappi put it exactly where it needed to be. And Henry's got his second of the night. Fantasy football. Zappy. Hour with Matthew Berry. Served by Applebee's. Happy Friday and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor oh, Rogers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Zappy Hour, Connor. Zappy Hour. Zappy Hour. Good whoa. Lord. It is the Zappy Hour. It's the Fantasy Football Zappy Hour. Like at some point when you've got a clear lane to the left. The, I the could have got there. Just lay it up. Oh, like, I could have got there. He's just trying to do a 360 dunk, Jay. Yeah. Like just lay it up. Yeah. It's a layup. Can't even do the show open. It's not Jay, just, great it's call. A, Thank you, Connor. 225 plus yards cashes because that was plus seven, 700, 750? Plus 750. Great yeah, call, Zappy. Jay. Our, uh, I would say that's our best, best bet of the show history in terms of odds. Not counting futures. Yeah, right. Yeah, but in terms of game to game. I thought he was going to get there in the first half, and then I thought he was not going to get there at all. <laughs> they just weren't going to let him throw over again. It he was going to get there way. on the pick, and then I was like, yeah. is, are they actually not going to let him throw? But then little dump off for nine yards to Zeke, and uh, Bailey Zappi goes over. Disappointing game for my boy Najee Harris, but I have a new boyfriend, and his name is Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I don't blame you. Get on board. Uh, welcome again to Zappi, our Western Kentucky's finest as well. And Houston well. Baptist, by uh, the way. And, uh, don't forget it. What? He also went to Houston Baptist. Okay. Uh, well, record-setting passer for Houston Baptist. <laughs> that's great. I just well, want that to be known. That's fine. Well, we don't have a Houston Baptist that's helmet, kind of but we do have a it's Western Kentucky order. helmet, so thanks for working with what we got to work here. <laughs> what, like, And again, the show is called Fantasy Football Zappy Hour. Like, it is. The odds of... He drinks free, by the way, today. Like The odds, Jay Croucher, the odds of us having a show title Yes. Who's who is a great pun with a quarterback who has an unbelievable game on an island game. Yes. Unbelievable right, game. <laughs> for him. Yeah, for him. Yes. Right? And one good. of our guys, you know, cashes a plus 750 bet that he gave out on air yesterday. Like, yeah. it all comes together. Yep. All we have to do, like, it's unbelievable. Passing, great defense. The game is there. And then all we got to do is just literally like a layup, a clear <laughs> lane to, land the, to the hope. All we got to do is that. <laughs> I know. If I had more than four seconds of airtime, I would have got it all in. <laughs> yeah. But this is the story no, of the Zappy well, Hour. It's like, uh, like Mr. Trubisky thrown to an open receiver. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Sometimes you throw yes. a duck. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah tough one was, for Mitch Trubisky. Although, still had about Duck twenty-one Rogers fantasy over points here. somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. So. Mitch Trubisky. It was one of the great, and I know you were on the under Matthew, but it was yeah. one of the great passing yards over caches. Mitch Trubisky last the night because I think he had one forty-five with eight seconds left in the game, and the line was like it was one eighty to one eighty-five was around I, there I, I, at the at halftime when he had sixty yards passing. I bet the under on 185 and a half um, in his in-game prop. Because I, I thought they'd be better, but I didn't think he'd be, you know. Well, there's also, like, it's a good bet. And a lot of books turned that market off because he was looked like he was going to get benched yes, for Mason Rudolph. that's the other thing, like too. No they were calling for Rudolph. He'd had the one drive, you know, that sort of saved him. But anyway, so I took that bet, and it was looking good. And so, as you're saying, with eight seconds left, so I thought I had this. I mean, it was done. Well, it should have been done because it looked like Zeke got the first down, and then they would have just started kneeling, and then the game's over. But uh, Trubisky gets the ball back with 15 seconds, pass deep right, Deontay Johnson, goes for 24 yards, and then as time expires, it's, of all people, Allen Robinson for 21 yards, and then I don't know what was going on, he tried to lateral it. It's a mess. I don't understand, his every situation there. Like, if you throw it 21 yards, you lose the game. Just throw it deep. The only chance you have is a pass interference call that stops the clock for a field goal. Right. All you need is a field goal. Why or, don't they do this every time? No, or, by the way, if you're going to throw it 21 yards, throw to a sideline and step yes. out of bounds and see if you get one second left and you middle can't of the get field. but middle of the field with no timeouts yeah. left and you're just like so you did absolutely nothing other than make me lose my bet yeah, so the there you go um, so tough day but while that in-game bet was just personally painful to me the fact of the matter is in terms of what I gave out publicly yes. yesterday I said I liked Ezekiel Elliott over 15 and a half attempt, rushing attempts that cashes easily um, and in fact I put out on Twitter when we saw that Devontae Parker was also inactive for this game uh, the inactives for the game meant, and the, I think it was um, uh, somebody put out that uh, what their starting wide receivers were, yeah. and it was um, Tyquan Thornton, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Jalen Rager. Yeah. Um, and so that was the only three active wide receivers. And then yet they had Ty Montgomery, I guess, and Malik Cunningham. Um, but I was just like, I literally put out this tweet before the, an hour before the game, like, whoa, you know, like thirty touches incoming for Zeke. He winds up with 29. He came I close. missed by one. No. I mean, He'll be better next time. Better next time. I'm going to watch the tape get better. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Zeke. Oh, so we should probably get into this. You know, we yeah, let's get into the Roto World player news, and we'll continue with this game, Patriots-Steelers, of course, Thursday night football, which uh, flew past the very low point total, Jay. It uh, passed at halftime, right? Yes, it yeah. was at halftime. It was cashed As Al in. Michaels noted. Yeah. He I was just, all over it. I mean, like Al Michaels, who is the king of like, oh, that's interesting to some, yes. or, yes. you know, this is a, uh, you know, this is, yes, people is that, that care about those things. Burby, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always very hinting. Now he's just like, again, he's, he's just in. like, ah, the overcash is. Like, <laughs> yeah. he yeah. He's done. He's, he's not tiptoeing yeah. around. No, he's just, he's like your friendly bookie or your unfriendly bookie. Like, he was leaning right into it. It's still illegal, yeah. which is yeah. honestly the best part of it all. He's yeah. like, for the people that participate in those kinds of things, yeah. Yeah. it's like Al in America, right. it's legalized. Yeah, little, literally, there was, a, there was a DraftKings segment on the right. game right. literally an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, Al. the company he works for participates in <laughs> right. promotion of it. Literally, like, I so, anyways. Um, uh, anyway, we love Al, he is a legend, and uh, the over did, in fact, cash in this game. Yep. We, we did not give out the over yesterday, I saw a lot of people give out the under. Just because they're like, oh, it's two bad offenses. But we talked about this before the show, and we didn't want to give out the under because we're just like, this feels like there could be a defensive touchdown or like a short field for a couple things. Yeah. I don't think we expected Zappy to play as well as he did. But the fact is, it just it felt way too low. I think the for a professional NFL game. Yeah, and that's, uh, uh, here's the main thing: a professional NFL game with no weather. There's perfect Ooh, weather right. there. There's no winds, no rain, or anything. I think the takeaway 
with totals going forward is that when you have two teams that are really good at stopping the run, it just leads to more scoring. Because they, it was very clear early on that neither of these teams could run the ball because the Patriots don't have a great rushing offense. Steelers' rushing defense is solid with Cam Haywood back. And on the other side, Patriots have the best rushing defense in the NFL. So yeah. both these guys are having to throw and it has led to scoring in yards. Yeah, and I think when it comes down to it, in a game where Trubisky drops back 34 times, Zappi almost drops back 30 when they're playing with the lead. I mean, it further proves your point, Jay, is that there was just simply going to be throwing in this. Now, to what degree? I mean, Matthew, you brought up who was actually playing wide receiver for the Patriots. That led to Hunter Henry catching two touchdowns. He only gets three targets, but two of them go for touchdowns. Two of them go for touchdowns. It's his first multi-touchdown game since week 15. Look, I don't want to make too much of this. I mean, guy had an 11% target share. Like, just a really good day at the office uh, for Hunter Henry. You know, every once in a while, sometimes it works out. So, I'm in, a, I'm in a deep dynasty league, and I have three tight ends in this league, in this deep dynasty league. I have Dalton Schultz, who's questionable this week, Logan Thomas, who's on a bye, and then Hunter Henry. So, it's just like, you know what? I don't – I get – it's like it's 12-man, like 25-man, super deep league, and I just – I was just like – there's no one on the waiver wire. So, I'm just like – you know what, F it. I'm just going to start Hunter Henry because I, I, who knows if Schultz is playing yeah, this week. Hope for eight points. You know, maybe I'll get a little something. And then, of course, 17 and a half fantasy points. It was a, it's a half point PPR. I'm, uh, I'm certainly happy with Hunter Henry's performance. But he's now had three or fewer receptions in eight of the past nine games. He hasn't had a game with more than 40 receiving yards since week four. So, you know, I don't want to put too much into this again. He only catches three balls in this, uh, but two of them do go for touchdowns. Nice day at the office for Hunter Henry. I still think he's a touchdown-dependent tight end, too. But certainly nice to see him getting in the end zone, especially on his birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to Hunter Henry. And as long as we're talking about birthdays, I just want to take a moment here. It is my mom's birthday. Nancy Berry. It is her birthday. Happy birthday, Nancy. Uh, And, uh, you know, just um, I won't give out an age. It's not appropriate. (laughs) But I will just say my mom. Older than you. She's older than me. That is correct. Uh, She's older than me. She had me at a very young age. Uh, but um, so my mom, the former mayor of College Station, currently the county wow. commissioner of, uh, of Brazos Valley there in Texas. So she's a public official. She's a servant to the public. And uh, and she's my mom. And I'm glad you were born, mom, because otherwise I wouldn't have been. So <laughs> happy birthday, Mama Barry. Happy birthday, uh, Mama Barry. Yes. Here Nancy. on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I love you very much. I will call you later. All right. Lovely. Uh, yeah. Hunter Henry, one strange thing. He did go to the medical tent and then came straight back out and caught a touchdown. Really strange night for the medical yeah. tent, just quietly. TJ Watt gets kneed in the face, yeah. mouth, first play. Uh, doesn't really seem to know what's going on. Comes back in with a visor in a night game. Do you reckon he maybe has a concussion? Right. And he's struggling with the lights, and maybe he shouldn't be out there, but it's a big game for your playoff hopes? I thought that was all very, very strange. Very odd, very odd, and I'm sure uh, there'll be a big investigation. Or probably not at all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that was... On the the, the only other two things on the Patriots side of the ball here. Uh, so I, I mean, I think we can sort of ignore Hunter Henry. Also, by the way, again, they were just down to so few. You know, we expect Demario Douglas back next week uh, when they play in ten days. We expect Devontae Parker back. We'll see. But you know, so I'm I'm sort of writing it off. The one thing I do think, uh, the two things that I do think you can take away from this game is number one is Bailey Zappi looked competent. I, again, like. But, you know, on the road on a short week, Bailey Zappi had some real good moments to me. And so definitely better first half than second half. But at the end of the day, he made some, he made some tough throws. He made some bad ones as well, his wide receiver. But uh, I do think to the extent you're counting on anyone in the Patriots offense, this was encouraging to see 
a competent performance from Bailey Zappi, who, as they noted, the first time a Patriots player has had three touchdown passes in the first half since Tom Brady. Yeah, Connor with Zappi, I thought, look, the throw, like he made the good thing for fantasy is that he was high variance and that he tried a lot of throws and he could have been picked off a couple more times. But fantasy wise, at least he was moving the ball and throwing it downfield. But I thought the most impressive thing was the way that he was evading pressure in the pocket. Right. He stepped up a couple of times and he felt the rush kind of weaved away from TJ Watt. And I thought overall it was pretty impressive. He looked to trust his offensive line. I think that's something that Mac Jones started to lose a lot of faith in when this offense went down the tube. So I think that was a key. I think he got the ball out on time. I think when he didn't trust his wide receivers, which is a very limited group, he checked it down to Zeke. Yeah. And that turned to be maybe the difference in this game, honestly. We saw it in the open with the touchdown. So if this is Zappi's offense uh, going forward for New England, and they'll see what they have for the rest of the season. I don't think he's viable even in a deep no. two-quarterback no. league. Look at their upcoming schedule. Well, have you seen ours? I mean, right. I mean, right, no, 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 I, no I, backup producer Pete's going to start Zach Wilson That's this what I'm week. Saying. I'm just, I, mean, I started it, Trubisky last night. Right. 22 points. There you go. You take it. There you go. It's <laughs> ugly. Uh, however you get there. Yeah, I mean, like, so, but even in a truly desperate yeah. situation, like, I mean, I mean, like, I'm starting in our league because I have, I have Hurts and Howell, but Howell's on a bye right. this week. I'm starting Joe Flacco. And I, I have Zappy. I literally have Zappy on our team in our league, and I benched Zappy for because I, I think Flacco. I mean, I would have enjoyed the twenty-one points, but the fact is, is that they play the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Bills, the Jets That's are the next four. That is not great for an offense. Um, I thought this quote from Bailey Zappy. Last thing on him, uh, this is pretty good. You know, they asked him like, "Hey, you know, were your friends, family, in attendance here for your start prime time?" And he said, "Quote: Nobody. They all watched at home." I don't want to pay for all those tickets. I'm still on a rookie contract. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, fair enough. Day three pick. Yeah, day three pick. You know what? I don't blame you, Bailey Zappi. They can, they can buy their own tickets. If they loved you, <laughs> they loved you like the son that they should, you know, then, yeah, buy your own tickets. Right. Mom and dad, love of God. Uh, there was one positive here fantasy-wise that I do think is a takeaway, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. He looked incredible. He looked, and it's been done. I think you might have tweeted out that he had more fantasy points than any game Tony Pollard's had this season. That was uh, that was uh, my friend Ryan McDowell, I think, tweeted that out, and I just retweeted it. But, yes, that's correct. He, I mean, he looks spry. The work in the passing game that we mentioned earlier was really key. Also, he was able to, look, he wasn't efficient on the ground, but he was able to, you know, he broke a 12-yard run. He got 22 carries. They're going to lean on him clearly. But it's really the receiving work yep. and the fact that he was able to not just make the catches, but also do something with them, uh, which I think is really encouraging going forward. He just continues to look more athletic than he did last year. You see it there on your screen in the boxes. Seven receptions for 72 yards. He was a big part of the passing attack, and we talked about that on yesterday's show, how coming into the game he'd had multiple receptions in four straight games. They're using him more in the passing game, and so, look, you don't love that schedule. Again, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, Jets, but the usage is so massive. 29, and I just wonder, like, we'll see. They have 10 days until their next game. Maybe Ramondre Stevenson is back by then, but maybe he isn't. And by the way, if you're the Patriots and you're sitting there at 3-10, and 10, Zeke's on a one-year contract. You're not going anywhere. Ramondre's still a young piece, is still a, party, a big part of your franchise's future. Do you kind of just say, you know, we really don't need to be getting more touches on your body, you know, in a, in a lost season where we're not doing anything. Right. Just, you know, I'm, I'm just serious. Like, if you're Belichick, if you're, the, if you're the Patriots organization, what reason is there to put Ramondre Stevenson back out there this year? Yeah, recoiled a little when you said touches on your body, uh, but that's fine, and I agree with the point. And look, Zeke has looked 
And he's looked just as good as Ramondre this season. Well, you know, like it, it gets to hit. Yes, right. I'm not talking about the touches on the body that, you know, yes. you and I shared that on one night in Buffalo. Yes. Right. On the ocean, on the right. water. You're right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm talking about football touches. Yeah, football touches. No, no, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I went in the wrong direction briefly, but uh, no, I understand now. Yeah, we'll see with Ramondre. And look, I think Zeke has shown enough that he's kind of, look, it's not going to be an amazing value if Ramondre is playing, but I think uh, as attrition takes its toll and you've probably got some guys injured, that he can be a flex even if Ramondre's out there. Yeah, 100% of the running back touches. I mean, I, like, he, he played he played, he played 91% of the snaps. And I can be honest with you, I don't think I saw the 9% he didn't. It right. felt like he was out there on every single play. I mean, I saw Ty Montgomery, like, once or twice, but, right. like... Who's barely a running back at this ba- stage. I mean, right? right? So, I mean, they just, you know, and that's the other thing about Zeke is, like, he almost never gets hurt. Yep. Like, it... I mean, he is... And if he, he does, he plays through it. He does. I mean, yeah. he's just... He's one of the toughest guys in the NFL. So, good day at the office for Ezekiel Elliott. Anytime touchdown cash, the over on 15 and a half. Uh, rushing attempts cashed as well. So, I agree with you. I think, you know, I think... I think locked in actually RB2 based on the usage moving forward. Yep. Just quickly on Juju, who went four for 90. The Juju, his line was, I believe it was 27 and a half receiving yards. He cleared that on the third play of the game, which is a 37-yarder. Still not really trusting Juju to provide value. But if we're in a similar situation where they're all out again, then he probably is viable just because he's the only wide receiver on the team. Uh, I bet on Tyquan Thornton over 16 and a half receiving yards. One of the weirdest bets I've ever placed. And he got there on a three-yard reception at the end to get to 17. So he went over by one. But he's not really a, a weapon in this offense, and neither is Jalen Rago. I just like, by the way, think about the Ezekiel Elliott, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Hunter Henry. It's like it's the 2019 <laughs> right, right. football it's, season. Uh, right, all these yeah. names yeah. that yeah. Uh, are still out there. On the Steelers side of it, Mitch Trubisky... Not a great night overall for Mitch Trubisky. I mean, sure, there's some stats here. He throws for a touchdown. He runs for a touchdown. The wide receivers were clearly impacted. Deontay Johnson gets some of the yardage in a touchdown, 57 yards in the touchdown, Matthew. But for George Pickens, he gets more tar- more receptions with five, but only 19 yards. These were just short passes all around. Yeah, an average up of the target of just 5.3 yards, um, which I believe was his lowest of the entire season. They only took one deep shot. There was a shot of him wide open in the end zone that Trubisky just completely missed him. Uh, you, you see this tweet here from Next Gen Stats. George Pickens' average route depth across six targets was 3.4 yards past the line of scrimmage compared to 16.1 on non-targets, the largest difference among any receiver with five or more targets in a game this season, 12.7. Every one of Pickens' targets were under 10 air yards. Hashtag New England NE versus Pitt. Hashtag here we go. That's from uh, Next Gen Stats. Yeah, bad day at the office for George Pickens. And uh, Trubisky looked terrible. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is... It was uncomfortable. Is, yeah. It was I mean, do you understand great. how bad you have to be for a, ch- a crowd to start chanting for Mason Rudolph? <laughs> oh, my god! Like, really early as well. Right. <laughs> right. Second quarter. Second quarter, yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Every dro- it felt like every dropback was if the first read wasn't open that he could run... But we don't know why he thought he could run. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Because he's not that fast. No. <laughs> so we were talking about this, uh, Connor and I, in makeup, another conversation we weren't privy to, Matthew. Mm. But uh, there were Steelers beat reporters were tweeting out about how, you know, no one's open. It's like, but Mitch is running after one second. Right. Like, he's not no giving them a developing. chance to yes. get open. And it's, I'm sorry, but J.C. Jackson is on the field. J.C. Jackson's got nothing left. If yeah. whoever is met, who's running against J.C. Jackson, they're going to get open eventually. You just have to hang in the pocket. And it was just a mess. I, all forget, for I forget who tweeted this out, so I apologize. But somebody tweeted this out, and they, they showed a clip of George Pickens in pregame. Yeah. And he was, he's like, he's running along. 
he's running along in the end zone, and for those, but like he, he's running like this, right? And he's just sort of he's running like this, and he's running one thing, and then a ball comes throws is thrown behind him, and he just turns around and just grabs it with one hand. Yeah, like it's un, you know, it was just like like the most casual, brilliant catch ever. Like not even trying, and they're like, and the person said something. I like how the Steelers saw this in the pregame and decided to completely <laughs> ignore him. Yeah, like. Pickens and Deontay Johnson are good wide receivers. They are good NFL wide receivers who can get open, and both of them can win contested catches. Like to, to the point that are saying like they weren't open. First off, they were, yeah. and secondly, so, throw it to them. Yeah. Throw them. Those are guys that can can win uh, can win fifty fifty balls. Same with Fryermuth. It just the whole offense. Was brutal, and it, this just this is one of those things in fantasy. Like you got twenty one fantasy points out of Mitch Trubisky, which is terrible because yeah. he shouldn't have. And it, it's, he was it, he was objectively he, bad. Oh, right. zero he, out of ten performance. He he, yeah. he he fell into the end zone. I mean, I had Deontay Johnson on my hate list. I'll own this, and I mean, I I guess you know, I mean, like he because he catches the one twenty five yard touchdown, so it sort of bails out his fantasy. He didn't have a right. right. Deontay Johnson didn't have a great day. I think I had him at wide receiver 29 or something like that, which is probably about where he's going to finish. Yeah. Maybe slightly higher depending on scoring. You know, the one touchdown sort of bails him out. But, like, like even though I, quote, got it wrong, I, like, I don't feel like I got it wrong. Like, no. I feel like, you know, Deontay Johnson was not a good play last night, even though he ended up scoring. He's now had under 60 receiving yards in all of his last five games. He's got a 44% catch rate in that time frame. And, I mean, three for 57 on a touchdown. He got... Three receptions. Yeah. Look, the Steelers, they play the Colts next week. Colts defense is fine. they got a better pass rush than New England. I don't think you're starting any single Steeler next week against the Colts if you can avoid it. All of these guys, this feels like they're going to get doomed by Trubisky. It just was just a bad vibe all night for the Steelers. Like, Pickens is taking plays off, not blocking. After what Deontay Johnson did on the fumble a couple of weeks ago. Mike Tomlin calling timeout, fourth and one, with seven minutes left to go for on fourth and inches. That cost them the game. Because if he has that timeout in pocket, then they get the ball back with a minute left instead of 15 seconds or whatever. And all of a sudden, you can actually have a real drive for a field goal. You cannot just make up your mind on the spot. You have to have things in place to know that we're going to go for it or not. Did he call a sneak on that? He called a sneak. You don't need to call timeout to call sneak. Well, he didn't know what he was doing. This is like these coaches. Sean McDermott has no idea what he's doing at the end of games. We won't get into Sean McDermott, but uh, there just needs to be more of a plan. And that cost them the game. It, It really did, by the way. And, and they shouldn't have even had to, like, fourth and inches because wasn't it the, was it the same drive, the third and two, where instead of just, like, trying to do a run or dump off to Jalen Warren, they chucked it deep, and oh, you're like... That was the next mistake. That was the next mistake. Yeah, that's insane. Like, yeah, third and sorry. two, just run it out of the gun. The Patriots are rushing two in that spot. And then to call the deep ball, and look, you never know with play calling. Maybe they thought they saw something and they thought they were going to get a better look, but, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, there's no chance he's completing that pass. He's going to be able to close. Not even close. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Yeah. All, like, all around The tough. Steelers, we joked about this two weeks ago. The Steelers, like, look at this. Like, they're, you know, there's... They're seven and two or whatever. They're seven and three, and then they get the Cardinals yeah. at home <laughs> and the Patriots at home. This, this is like this is a team that's going to walk into the playoffs. Yeah. And what's going to happen now is just turn it to an NFL discussion for one second. Here's what's going to happen: because they've lost these two terrible games, because they're not a good team. Jay, yeah. you would say it all the time. They're like the 25th best team in football, yeah. but they're going to they're going to win 11 well, games and they're going to win the end zone uh, into the playoffs. So here's what's going to happen. Now it's starting to catch up with them. This is a bad loss. Arizona was a bad loss. As you mentioned, here's our upcoming schedule. The Colts, that's a tough one, and that's on the road at Indy. Indy's got a, is smelling playoffs. Home to Cincinnati, that's always tough, and the Bengals are back alive at Seattle and at Baltimore. 
right? Lose I mean, so th- that's a, that's tough. Like all of those are losable games, yeah. right? And so um, they're going to basically instead of like what would have been better for them is if they just tanked, yeah. right? And they just you know, and then they're they're in the mix for one of these good quarterbacks that are coming up. But now it's, no it's another land. year of it, right. They're, they're going to be picking like seventeenth or eighteenth, where the commanders usually pick, and they're going to be it's going to be another year of Kenny Pickett. Yep. And they'll right. take like a whatever. They'll take a safety or something. Right, right. 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 <laughs> they'll take a right tackle. They need, they need a corner. Right. They'll I take mean, a corner. They like they'll something take... that won't move the needle enough yeah. for them to get out of this middle of the pack yeah. state. I mean, it's anyway. crazy. It, I feel bad. But back to fantasy for a second. I completely agree with you in terms of like you don't feel confident in any piece no. of this offense. Not Fryermuth. All the all the all the uh, upside that we felt in that first game back uh, uh, after Matt Canada had been let go. Um, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris again. I don't mean to be go too far on this Najee Harris hate, and you and I have made it a bit, uh, Jay. But like to my eye, Connor, your your objective here. To my eye, Jalen Warren is the more explosive running back. I don't understand the continued usage of uh, Najee Harris at the expense of Jalen Warren. Fifteen touches for Harris last night, just eleven for Warren in a game in which they were trailing by for most of the game. So why wouldn't the passing down back be in there? That gives them a better option on offense. A pass that Trubisky can complete. You know what I mean? Like those dump-offs to Warren, he can actually complete. Am I wrong on this? No. I think to a much lesser extent, it's the version with the Cowboys where we're always wondering for years why Tony Pollard doesn't get more looks over a tire to Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I'm not putting it on that pedestal that high, but from a coaching point of view, they're looking at it. Can Jalen Warren be a guy for us that gets 23 touches a game? They probably think no. The other guy is Najee Harris, who this coaching staff and a lot of people in that front office used a first-round pick on. They can't let it go. But I agree. It's reached the point where it's obviously had a negative effect on the team. And, and Warren didn't have a good night either, which is that much more frustrating, is that neither of these running backs could get going. In the three games since Matt Canada was let go, he's averaging just 7.3 fantasy points per game. That's Jalen Warren. Meanwhile, Najee Harris has now had single-digit fantasy points in three of the past four games. Ninth straight game with fewer than 55% of the team rushes. They didn't get anywhere. Again, tough matchup against the Patriots, but still, it just like... For a team with a bunch of people that we feel like have real NFL talent, the fact that there's not one viable fantasy starter that you feel good about, that you feel like I can just lock them into my lineup and forget about it, is mind-boggling. And they've got a winning record. Yep. Like, it's... Nope, nothing for much longer. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah the now. reckoning is coming. For now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get away from this game, finally. It's amazing. We Thank really, you, we, we spent a lot of time on it because it was uh, it did exceed our expectations. We are the zappy hour. We are we're officially... I'm all in now. We're officially It was a compelling hour. game. It was. Everyone it was. was like, this Probably game jokes. is the worst ever title. Right. Right. It was a fun game. It was a, yeah, it was fun. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. How about That's the, all we ask for here on the show. How about the injuries we're tracking going into the weekend? Puka Nakua with that AC joint shoulder injury. He practiced in full, so good news on Puka. Derek Carr still limited with a concussion. Geno Smith with a groin injury limited. Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet starting to trend the right way, both limited at least. But at least they showed up to practice. The groin injury is new for Geno Smith. Yes, it so is. That's something he's had a lot of things going on. Yeah, so that's just something to pay attention there with Geno, obviously, especially given the fact that they play the Niners this week. A lot of DMPs here. Amari Cooper still not practicing. We've Although, talked a lot about Elijah Moore. Amari Cooper week. is practicing again is today. He okay, missed so he's yesterday. finally back. Yes. Yeah, so these are from yesterday. Cooper but practicing I don't know if today. I don't know if he's officially been cleared from the concussion. Uh, from concussion protocol. Just by the way, this has come in just just literally seconds ago. Lamar Jackson back at practice today after missing yesterday. Amari Cooper and David Njoku both back for the Browns as well. So that's nice to see there. So uh, Cooper's practicing. I don't think he's officially been cleared yet. 
but uh, there's some concern there with um, Isaiah Pacheco, who did not uh, practice. Yeah, but good news on Brees Hall. Yes. Robert Sala said Brees Hall will be practicing today, and he thinks he'll be able to play. So while Brees Hall hadn't practiced all week, it sounds like that one, much like Cooper, is starting to trend in the right direction. We'll keep an eye on Taysom Hill yes. as Still, well. Yeah, I mean, Schultz and Taysom Hill both potentially missing this week. Could be a tough week. It's always a tough week for tight ends. Could be even uh, tougher there as well. Um, but, yes, that was certainly good news on uh, Brees Hall. I think Salah said he'll be listed as limited yes. uh, in practice but today. He thinks but he'll he thinks he'll, thinks he'll be able to go on uh, Sunday for the Jets. Uh, Jarek McKinnon did come back to practice. So, again, if Pacheco misses, I think it would be a mixture between McKinnon and, of course, Clyde edwards Uh The Packers the get their, their own injury section. Christian Watson, who's dealing with the hamstring, he said he's not sure if he'll play in Week 14 against the Giants. He didn't practice on Thursday. Jaden Reed and Aaron Jones were both limited in Thursday's practice, as was A.J. Dillon. So, a lot of different Packers injuries that are totally up in the air right now. Correct. So on the running back side, this is great. This is actually good news because this is the first time Jones has been on a practice field in a, in a few weeks. Yeah. So the, I, to me, that this feels like Aaron Jones is actually trending in the right direction. And you certainly would love to see uh, Aaron Jones get back uh, out there in a game on Monday night against the Giants again. The practice yesterday is basically a Wednesday practice because the Packers play on Monday night against the Giants. Um, good matchup there if Jones can go. We'll track this uh, Packers injury situation, especially on Sunday morning, fantasy football pregame right here on Peacock, the NFL and NBC YouTube channel. I'm a company man. show starts at 11 a.m. Eastern. Dontavian Wick suddenly becomes kind of interesting here, yeah. especially if Jaden Reed is either unavailable or hurt and Christian Watson can't go. Five straight games with a double-digit target share for Wicks. He's had at least 40 receiving yards in four of those. Over the past four weeks, Giants allow the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Jordan Love is red hot. And so I don't think that Wicks is like some sort of amazing play. But I'm just if you're desperate, if you're sitting around because there's been a lot of injuries, Christian Kirk goes on IR today. He's, he's done for the year, it appears. You know, like so... Anyway, just want to mention Dontavian Wicks. Yep. Also good news that Christian Watson is even in some vague consideration for this week because it yep. looked like it might be another three-week hamstring injury, but it doesn't seem as serious as the last time. In some surprising news, as we have an Ocho Cinco tweet here, somebody please get me in touch with Christian Watson. Watson, this is my area of expertise. Jordan Love needs him healthy, and I can assure you it doesn't take these damn gurus or machines. Okay, Ocho. Sweet. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, we'll see uh, if Christian Watson abides. I don't think he's Probably going to. Why, not wide to receiver out. tweets are like always so weird. Out there. You know, uh, Denny Carter is coming up here yes, in just a little bit. He, he, you know, he has a, a very yeah. viral tweet about the what, quintessential tweet. The quintessential tweet about wide receivers is just yeah. Um, maybe we'll ask him about that when he gets here. But just like he once put out a tweet about the typical tweet by position yeah. of players, and yeah, it's just. You know, very accurate. What was yeah, the wide receiver one? It's like the enemy speaks quietly and holds a knife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. I think yeah. that's almost exactly it. Yeah. And then, and then, in a very meta moment, five years later, literally AJ Brown tweeted that exact same thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> literally that. And whether he was in on the joke or just, I don't know. Presumably, but. some more injury Presumably. news. A bit of a surprise. Trevor Lawrence with that ankle injury practiced on Thursday. So while not cleared officially, Trevor Lawrence at practice is a good sign. While C.J. Beathard is backup was limited in Thursday's practice with a shoulder injury. Yeah, I mean, so Nathan Rourke is their QB3. He's the rookie. Um, 
But the the fact that you, you see it there on your screen there, there's there's uh, Trevor. He's in a knee brace, but he's out there in the red jersey, in the red no-contact jersey, just throwing around. The fact that Trevor Lawrence is even walking around is unbelievable. The fact that he's, you know, he's been doing whatever, you know, non-stop uh, therapy. Like, we thought that was season-ending when yeah, he was when he had to limp off without the use of a cart um, you know in Jacksonville the fact that on a Thursday he's back out there even in a limited fashion i think gives you hope that whether or not he can go this week against the Colts feels like his return is sooner rather than later you know i think about that Thursday night game against the Saints where we thought he was going to miss and then he didn't practice all week he gets out there in a brace and has what, at that point, had been his best game of the yeah. season. I think with Lawrence, like, we're a bit skewed because visually the injury looks so bad. But it looks so bad because his knee snapped back. And his right. knee is fine. If the injury is the ankle, which was before all the snapping back happened. It's just like Walker Little just stepped on his ankle. And so I think that Lawrence, I mean, Doug Peterson saying, game time decision, optimistic. I think he might play. And the way to take advantage of that is to bet the Jags who are plus three right now on DraftKings at minus one or two. Like, the line's going to be plus three if C.J. Beathard's the quarterback. So you basically just get a free crack at Trevor Lawrence potentially playing. Because, like, it's Joe Flacco very possibly without Amari Cooper on the other side and weather. Like, I think the Jags, uh, if, I think they're if, big value if plus you, three. Uh, Jay, if you knew Trevor Lawrence was playing, if, yeah. if Peterson comes in and says he's starting, what's the line in this game? Pick. I right. think pick because it's not going to be full go Trevor right. Lawrence. I would say the difference between Lawrence and Beathard, is, it's more than three but because it's Lawrence limited but yeah I would say pick plus one maybe and it's gonna I think plus three if it is Bethett so you just get a free whack at it yeah I mean uh Steven <laughs> you know what it's Friday producer Steven so I'm gonna let that phrase from Jay just kind of lay there Australian and not not uh not build on it just for you crack and your it. HR paperwork needs um that's my present to you brother Steven um, loves Fridays Steven when loves Fridays here well by the way exactly filling yes. out all the paperwork about me but um uh, here's the other thing Steven's also a diehard Jaguars fan yes. he loves his Swaguars so uh I think he and the rest of Jaguar Nation has to be pretty uh, optimistic about this I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna place that bet actually yeah. as soon as we go to commercial I'm gonna place that bet because I I think Lawrence plays. I'll yeah, take the I think line. he does too. Yeah. Yeah. I, just the, anyway, so and, and if he doesn't, I think CJ Beathard can cover plus three as well against Joe Flacco. So I, feel good about I, it. Certainly, way. the Browns' defense did not look great last week against the Rams. No, it did not. No, it our, did not look like. Yeah. So. Our final bit of news here before Denny Carter joins us, of course, as he does on Friday mornings. Chargers head coach Brandon Staley said a competition for carries is going to be something that you could see happening. We got to hear from Staley on the state of this entire backfield. Take a listen. Just with the running game, is there any thought to giving Josh Kelly more touches just to see if he can spark something, just considering the way things are going right now? Or are you going to stick with the same split there? Yeah, Daniel, uh, competition. Yeah, I think competition for carries is going to be um, something that you can see happening. Um, and I think you've seen it on defense. You know, com- com- competing for opportunities so like I said when I see keep searching you know we're gonna we keep exploring making adjustments um, so that we can we can find you know that rhythm that I've been talking about and uh, that's certainly one way to do it very interesting from coach Staley who's had a interesting year to say the least it's a tough year for Brandon Staley yeah. but a tough year for Chargers. he's in a better mood there though than what we're accustomed yeah. to seeing yeah. I think I because I, I feel like what are the five stages what are the five stages it's like it, it's oh, like it's like it, what is, it's like it's sort of like it's like anger denial denial bargaining. angle bargaining depression acceptance okay go through them slowly one more time denial okay I do not we're fine the Chargers are fine don't worry about it we've had a couple bad breaks we're gonna okay go ahead anger 
We got screwed on that call. It's you know what it is. It's like a yeah. couple of bad breaks. We're good. We're Stop fine. asking me. He Stop got real testy yeah. with the reporters. Yeah, exactly. Stop asking me. Okay, yeah. I'm the coach. Bargaining. Look, we just we just got it. We if I could just get this, and we could just get a little bit of time, you know, and everything like Joey that. Joey Bosa just comes back. Joey Bosa just Josh comes Palmer. Back. Josh Palmer. Yeah. Like yeah. we've just, we've had some. We've had. But if we just get healthy, we're okay. Okay. Depression. I just I don't know I'm, I'm out of answers I just I you I know like everything we've tried everything we everything we've tried just hasn't worked we just we keep losing games acceptance yeah we're gonna have a running back competition <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see that competition like, for carries he, Brandon Staley is in the acceptance part of the yes. fact that he's no longer gonna be the Chargers coach after this year yes he's in the acceptance <laughs> part he doesn't care anymore it's very he's like, good it's very sad that the post the boy for acceptance in this case is Josh Kelly and uh, giving Josh Kelly more run but that's where we are and look Eckler's not right he's not right physically. Eckler is not right. He's he's had two games this year. Literally two games this year where he's had more than 3.5 yards per carry, but he's got at least 14 rushes in seven or nine games. And the fact is, yes, we don't think Austin Eckler's healthy. It's tough, by the way. Outside of Keenan Allen, they don't have any other weapon on offense to sort of help out that offense. To you know, No Josh Palmer, no Mike Williams. Quentin Johnston's been a... Honestly, one of the worst rookie wide receivers this year. Just, I mean, from a production We've seen standpoint, in a while, honestly, right? I mean, when you think bad. about all the guys, when you think about Josh Downs and Tank Dell and all the guys that went after him, producing at a high level, and just nothing from Johnson as well. Here's the issue: Josh Kelly is not good. Like his last six games, he's at 3.2 yards per carry. Chargers 29th in yards per rush before contact. So, I mean, like Josh Kelly isn't good, and he's not even getting any good blocking. Neither yep. is Eckler. So, I mean, the whole thing's a disaster. To be perfectly honest, and if I was Brandon Staley, I too would be in the acceptance stage. It is what it is. It's yeah, right. We're riding out the string. You live in California. You're rich. You're young. You're good looking. Life's good if you're Brandon Staley. You're fine. You get paid out for at least another year on that contract. Yeah. I would think. Like he's a yeah. millionaire. He's a he's a young, good looking millionaire in L. A. That's a good place to be, my friend. You're good. You're good. I, it, it makes me wonder. Sometimes I hear these head coaches talk after a game and I'm like are you plugged into this team at all <laughs> like are you do you just show up and just like like walk around the sidelines with a with a headphone that's not actually with that's not actually plugged in I mean he, he was like I don't know Chris was hurt he probably he probably didn't play and here's the thing as a fantasy football analyst I knew that wasn't true I knew our own Zach Kruger tweeted said no Todd Mr. Bowles, your your guy Godwin led the team in pass routes. I feel like a lot of head coaches just don't really know what's going on. Ron Rivera, literally no idea. That was Denny Carter, and this is Denny Carter. Denny Carter has had enough of these NFL coaches having no clue. And Denny joins us, of course, every Friday to talk about the regression files, which you could read on NBCSports.com, players who are overproducing or underproducing based on their workload, playing time, and opportunity. But, Denny, before we get there, what's going on? What's happening? How are we doing? I'm, I'm doing well. You know, I'm glad you guys got that on there because, look, I, I, I'm not saying that I know more than an NFL head coach, but I knew when Todd Bowles said, hey, uh, you know, Godwin's banged up. What do you want? I knew, well, hey. Your guy Godwin's out there for every, literally every offensive snap. So, what uh, are you? Are you not looking at anything? Are you not aware of who's playing and who's not playing? It is really a crazy thing. It makes me think of like Urban Meyer, who didn't know more than like three players' names on the Jaguars when he coached them. Yeah, well, I mean, Urban Meyer is like you know literally the worst coach in NFL history. Yeah, um, yes. I, I would I would argue that, but um, 
It was that was a fun rant, by the way. Just to give uh, give a shout out, that was the Roto World Football Show, Danny. That you and you and Rotopad and uh, Kyle do a couple of times a week. Um, uh, so check that out. Good stuff. That was a really good uh, kind of rant from you, and I agree with that as well. Well, you mentioned Ron Rivera. I literally think Ron Rivera sleeps with his eyes open, and isn't <laughs> awake for those games because he's so he's so stoic and he doesn't react at all to any of these things. And you're just like, no one that's watching those games can think that st- sticking Emmanuel's Forbes out there is a good idea, right. and yet they uh, did that yep. time after time again. No, no, one remember, that watches, was... no one that watches football. Literally, like, again, I, I, I would argue that, they, you know, Ron Rivera and all these NFL coaches have probably forgotten more about football than I'll ever know in my dumb life. But even me, with my, my minuscule, dumb little fantasy brain, I know, hey, Tyreek Hill should probably be double-covered. Single coverage on Tyreek Hill is a bad idea. And yet, right. here's Ron Rivera, who's been an NFL head coach for, you know, multiple decades, <laughs> saying, like, yeah, I'm, go, yeah. go, let's try to single cover 10. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Well, let's F around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> there was that report uh, where, where Ron Rivera said, hey, why didn't anybody tell me about this Sam Howell kid? Like, what, what, what do you mean nobody told you? Don't, don't you know? Shouldn't you know? Have you ever right. talked to him? No, it's awful. But he did spend $24 million on Carson Wentz. And he said, and then and threw him under the bus, and then the very next day he said, "Hey, look, I'm the guy that watched the tape and the analytics, and I'm the one who made my quarterback." Oh, that is the best. Anyway, well, I'm derailing the show with about Ron Rivera talk. It doesn't matter. Him and Brandon Staley will be on a coat on a beach soon, uh, enjoying uh, enjoying some Bud Light uh, soon, <laughs> soon rather than later. Anyways, Denny, regression files for this week. You join us every single week for those that haven't seen this segment. How about a negative pick? Who's somebody to have some this is negative column regression? That's on this is – I just want to, you know, give some – Yeah, money. no, we, we did that at the top of the show when you weren't listening, which is pretty much how every I was doing my goes. Ron Rivera impression. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the regression files on NBCSports.com for the fourth time of this segment, Denny, for anyone that wants to read it. Who is a negative regression candidate in there? Yeah, look, uh, I don't love to do this because – and that was not a pun, uh, no pun intended, but uh, look, at Jordan good. Love is a negative regression candidate – because he's been running really hot and he's been playing really well and this Packers offense is clicking. But I wrote him down in my column as a negative regression candidate because he's so red hot in the red zone, guys. Here's a stat that I I, I dug up on Tuesday and it just kind of shocked me. Maybe it'll shock you too. Uh, Jordan Love has attempted 14, or I'm sorry, completed 14 uh, pass attempts inside the 10-yard line this year. 13 have gone for touchdowns, okay? Now, that's hot. That's real hot, and that's great. That means he's doing really well in the in the green zone. It also probably can't last. Losing Christian Watson is another factor here. I, I don't I don't think that Christian Watson is going to play uh, this week. I'd be surprised if he if this was not a multiple week injury. But I guess we'll see. Christian Watson easily leading the team in air yards. So those deep throws probably kind of go away, dissipate a little bit. Romeo Dobbs is definitely not a guy who can just absorb that role in this offense. And Jaden Reed is an underneath guy. I know that Matthew mentioned uh, Dontavian Wicks. Maybe maybe he's the guy. But I do think that uh, a little bit slower production is coming for Jordan Love. Yep. Denny, another negative pick. Uh, Derek Henry, who is very game script dependent. Yeah, I, this is a, a nightmare spot for for Derrick Henry. I, I mentioned his his splits in the column, and basically he's not finding the field when the Titans fall behind. And they're 13.5-point underdogs uh, against Miami this week. Miami's defense has really stiffened over the past few weeks. Uh, their secondary is solid. Their run defense is even better. 
I just I don't see how Derrick Henry is going to get there for fantasy purposes without finding the end zone once, maybe maybe twice. And and I don't know if the Titans are going to be able to do that against this this Dolphins offense. I think this is more of a of a kind of an inflated target volume game for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins more than it is for Derrick Henry, who has scored four touchdowns over the past two weeks. But that's sort of papering over concerning usage. All right, Denny, let's move over to a positive pick. Obviously, the negative picks, uh, you know, is the tougher part. How about somebody that's due for a little bit in the positive direction? Yeah, look, Zach Moss is the only game in town when, with Jonathan Taylor out. And I know that uh, the team has sort of hinted that Taylor may or may not be back. He hasn't practiced this week. That's not happening. So don't worry about that. But don't uh, don't forsake Zach Moss, okay? Last week, 19 of 19 running back touches in the Indy backfield. He ran basically all of the backfield routes, saw three targets. Importantly, he got all of the green zone, green zone action, almost scored twice. I know that you can't eat expected fantasy points okay i've tried this they taste like rice cakes as i said in my column but zach moss was second in the whole league last last week in week 13 and expected fantasy points among running backs so the Bengals are a much softer matchup than the titans i think he gets there this week all right denny you can catch denny for his live fantasy football q a right after happy hour at 1 p.m eastern time on the nfl on nbc youtube channel be sure to read the entire article, The Regression Files, on NBCSports.com. Denny, thank you as always. Thanks, Denny. Thanks, Good job, Denny. I just want to mention, David Njoku was also in his column. I like that call as well. 25% target share for Njoku since week seven. Harrison Bryant caught some of it, just the fact that Flacco's looking at the tight end, especially when Mari Cooper misses. I like Denny's call on Njoku, positive regression coming. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sunday night, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles take on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in an NFC East showdown Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. What's on Tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and a fridge full of beer, but these are the games we're locking in on with the highest point totals going into this weekend. Of course, we're starting with the Eagles at Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. The point total, guys, is at 51.5. Cowboys at home currently favored by 3.5 points here. Barry, how much are you downgrading Devontae Smith with Dallas Goddard back? As predicted, Smith was phenomenal since Goddard got hurt. Yeah, he was terrific without Goddard, but, um, you know, 21 fantasy points per game, 30% target share, 100 receiving yards a game, but he's my wide receiver 22 this week as well. 
when Goddard has been in there this year, Devontae Smith's been inconsistent. Just a 21% target share, 13.3 fantasy points per game, under 60 receiving yards a game. He's had some nice games, but he's also had some games where you're like, what is going on? And just against this Cowboys defense, I don't know that in, uh, in, in Goddard's first game back, I don't know that the Eagles offense is running well enough to support three fantasy-relevant pass catchers. A.J. Brown's always going to get his. So then it really becomes Smith versus uh, Goddard. If there's one positive here, I think they trail. They're, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think there's a very good chance they trail by more than that against the Cowboys. And Swift is banged up. He hasn't been effective. So I do think they're going to throw. But again, to me, he's a wide receiver three this week. Yeah, I agree with all that. I do think it is important that whatever was going on in Devontae Smith's head, he is fixed, clearly. The drops have gone away. He just looks much more like the guy that he was last year. So got it coming back as the target share. But I think with game script, I mean, he's still a wide receiver too. A lot of great offensive matchups this weekend, and that includes the Bills at the Chiefs, of course. This game, 48.5 is the total. The Chiefs are favored by only a point and a half here, Jay. What's the confidence level for somebody like Gabe Davis going into this week? We know Stephon Diggs is going to get his, Kincaid's involved, but this feels like a game that you want Gabe Davis uh, obviously heavily involved in Josh Allen's passing attack. Yeah, you want a lot of shares in this game where the total is at 48.5. In terms of confidence level in Gabe Davis, or at least like the trust level, it's low because Gabe Davis is just so inconsistent week to week. I do think this Kansas City pass defense is a little bit overrated and the Bills will be able to throw the ball uh, at will. And Gabe Davis, he is coming off uh, a very solid game against the Eagles, Matthew. To your point about the Chiefs, at least they've allowed at least one touchdown to a wide receiver in four of the past five. And over the last two weeks, Kansas City... Uh, wide receivers that are facing Kansas City have caught 77% of their targets. Of course, Gabe Davis first came onto the scene with that four-touchdown game in the playoffs against the Chiefs as well. Last game, uh, last game that we saw Gabe Davis play, he got 12 targets. Other thing about this game that I think is too interesting, right? Just as you see those, uh, you see those ranks. Pacheco's at RB10. Obviously, if he doesn't play, he's mispracticed so far this week. Ceh uh, and McKinnon would move up. And I have Kincaid at tight end seven, but Dawson Knox expected back. It's be interesting to see, like, can, all of Kincaid's production has been with Dawson Knox out. I think he's earned a bigger role because he's, he's been that dude, but it will be interesting to see what they do with Knox. Our final one here, guys, the Seahawks at 49ers, a big-time division matchup. Yes, the Niners are favored by 11 points, but the point total is still set all the way up to 47. And, Matthew, we know what all the pass catchers in this game can do. That's not the question. The question is, can you start any Seattle running back in this matchup? Of course, health dependent. Yeah, I mean, that's the key. I think if one of them misses, both Walker and uh, Charbonnet. Charbonnet were limited in practice today. If one of them is out, then I feel like you can just based on volume. But if they're both in there taking touches away from this judge, since uh, over the last six games, one running back has more than 61 total yards against the Niners. This is too good of a defense. There are almost two touchdown underdogs here. Game script doesn't favor them. I'm ideally avoiding the situation if I can. Yep, this might be the best run defense in the NFL again. That'll do it for What's on Tap here at the Bud Light Bar, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. We are taking one last break. When we're back, it's last call. Jay and I got pickup lines for Matthew. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. 
Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, we got pickup lines as we do every Friday here at the Happy Hour Bar. Jay, what do you got for Matthew this week? So we hit last night on Bailey Zappi, plus 750 to go 225-plus. I'm going back to the well with another bad quarterback's alt line at plus 750. Okay. Taking Bryce Young to throw for 250-plus yards against the New Orleans Saints, plus 750. It's in a dome. The Saints since week six have the number 26 pass defense in the NFL. You know how Bryce Young has really struggled? Well, he's struggled a lot of things. But one of the ways that he's really struggled is against a good pass rush. New Orleans do not have a good this pass is rush. Correct. And yeah. they are dogs in this game. They're five-and-a-half-point dogs. And it's the same kind of application as last night, where I just don't think that an NFL quarterback, unaffected by weather, as an underdog against a suspect defense, should be plus 750 to get 250 passing yards. It's not that many yards. So Bryce Young goes for 250. All right, I Jay, like that. Jay's feeling it right now, and he, he, he should. He really is. He should be. All right, Matthew, I'm going to keep this a little bit more simple here. Okay. Justin Fields against the Lions, over 62 and a half rushing yards. Two things you need to know. We talked about earlier in the week the easy one. Fields has gone over 100 rushing yards in his last three matchups against the Lions. This Lions defense is the worst in the league against the run of opposing quarterbacks. They're averaging 29 rush yards per game to all opposing quarterbacks. Not just Justin Fields, even pocket passers as well. You can run if you're a quarterback on the Lions because their linebackers are slow. They don't have much of a pass rush. It's been a tough go of it for Aaron Glenn's defense. I think Fields, I, I actually went with the alt. I went 70-plus, but the safe play is 62.5 over. I like both those bets. I'm going to place both those bets as soon as we're off air, but... I'm going home with Connor here. I just, again, the go, you know, it's, I, I buy all your logic. Uh, and I, again, I think that's a very good bet, but I just, Mingo's un, you know, it, in terms of the it's weapons around, right? It's yeah. right, exactly. He just doesn't have a lot of great weapons. Now, again, Bailey Zappi got there with Tyquan Thornton and yeah. the ghost of Juju. Hunter Henry. So, I mean, right, you know, yeah, and Hunter Henry. Right so well. I get that, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. Um, Especially on the road, but I like both bets. But ultimately, I'm going with Connor here because again, Justin Fields rushing against the, yep. you know, no, like against the Lions. Yeah, no question about it. All right, fellas. All right. Well, Sunday morning fantasy football pregame, 11 a.m. Eastern on NFL and NBC YouTube channel and Peacock. Use the hashtag FF pregame to get your questions answered or just comment in the chat. We answer more questions than any other pregame show. Uh, we will be there from 11 a.m. all the way up until kickoff. For Jay Croucher, for Connor Rogers, happy birthday, Mom. Zappy Hour concludes right now. <laughs> I'm Matthew Barry. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace out. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? 
Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Sell order assessment fee not included. A limited number of ETFs are subject to a transaction-based service fee of $100. See full list at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.